this podcast is made possible by all our backers on Patreon. If you want to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective. By becoming a Patreon, you not only support the show, but you get a lot of cool rewards like stickers or our exclusive access to our Slack channel where you can chat and trade and battle with other trainers that also listen to It's Super Effective. If you enjoy what you're listening to and you want to keep enjoying what you're listening to, head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective and support the show. If not, no big deal. These episodes will always be free, but we would appreciate any support if you can. Thanks and enjoy the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 191st episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and with me today, I have the delightful and ever-cheery Micah. You mean Yokai Ranger, Micah, Micah. <laughs> Micah, Yokai Ranger the Brave. Yokai Watch, Watcher the Brave. Check your watches, watchers. Micah the Watch. Watching, watch. Uh, for our <laughs> listeners who don't know Micah, he is a very successful Twitch streamer. Get out. <laughs> uh, a, a catastrophe of a Twitch streamer is what you mean. I mean, you, d- you do all right. You hold your own. Okay. Are you doing it's Extra right. Life this weekend? Uh, I did mine last weekend. Okay. Like, a per- so this year is a little different because... Well, previous years i would just do one uh one and one, done my one God. one and done that's the story of my life but this year uh, i did my own personal one for 24 hours and then uh i'm doing one with a group for 36 hours because i'm i'm crazy and uh it's a group called button mash bash and uh we are raising money together and it's going to be a 36-hour thing in a house. It's going to be like a couch stream. So everybody will be on a couch. I'm mostly going to be like behind the scenes, though, running uh, the broadcasting software and stuff. Oh, I see. Dipping your toe in the video aspect. That's right. That's interesting. Well, we have a, a, sh- a little bit of a short show for you guys. As, as you probably already know, this episode's been late. My apologies. Uh, just a... Uh, unexpected weekend life happens it's kind of my like default excuse of not giving you the real reason why the show got delayed <laughs> uh, but i feel like if you're like an adult with a real life job and family and friends and stuff life happens is like you you probably know what that means right if you're like in college and mom and dad pays for everything that probably doesn't make sense for you but one day <laughs> one day you'll know one day you'll get to experience the disappointment of being an adult. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, but not, uh, not what it's cracked up to be. Yeah, we're recording this on Thursday, November fifth at at night. 
Michael was awesome enough to jump in uh, before he starts doing his nightly 1 a.m. Twitch stream that you seem to do. I usually start around like 7 or 8, but tonight's different. I don't know if you want to talk about that right now. or Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. Uh, tonight is the Yokai Watch release, so I'm going to start when it goes live at our time 11, I think. Yeah. Usually is when eShop stuff is available. And uh, on into the morning. I'm, I'm I'm sure that will be successful for you since you had big success with uh, the last Happy Home Designer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's interesting because not a lot of people like there are a lot of people who stream Pokemon and you know 3ds, but as far as other 3ds games go, I think like people who stream Pokemon typically are in their market, like that's their market. So. Uh, when it comes to like other games, I think there are a lot of people who are less likely to stream other 3DS games. And on top of that, not a lot of people have a 3DS capture card because it's difficult to come by. So when I when I was streaming Happy Home Designer, it kind of was a, like a fluke. It's a big that, commitment to the hobby. Right. Like the purchases. Yes. It's it's very expensive. Unfortunately so. But uh, it used to be a little bit easier. There were two guys who were modding uh, capture cards for the 3DS, and now one of them has taken a seemingly permanent hiatus. He, he it was a hiatus, and we just it, I, I don't know what happened to the guy. So the other so guy just only one jacked up now. his prices and formed Monopoly. That's right. No, he <laughs> just he just is now taking on a lot more customers, and I think is like way behind because it's just him. So that guy has to be rolling in the dough, though. I'm sure. Well, it's like, what is it, 500 per uh, a pop for like a a new 3ds with a capture card? Well, you can you can send yours in. You can you send can... yours in, yeah. But you are like dedicating that DS then to being a streaming device because it physically modifies it. Yeah, I mean, if I was if I was to get a capture card, I feel like I would just buy a whole unit from the guy and not have to worry about the mailing right. in and right whatever i i took my 2ds which i kind of thought was going to be like my on the road like quick throw to my bag because it's tiny but i sent that in because it was not being used ever <laughs> and so it was a lot cheaper a because it's a 2ds it's smaller it requires a little bit less i think uh, as far as modification goes, but also because I sent him something to to modify rather than paying for another device. Right, right. Well, you you played the the Yokai Watch demo, did you not? I did. Okay, so we'll we'll get to that in our middle segment again. A, a shorter show for you guys. We have a, just a little bit of news, uh, and then we'll probably get off topic, talk about some Yokai Watch and stuff. Uh, and Micah can maybe tell us what the similarities or the differences are compared to at least Pokemon, I feel like that's what the whole world is comparing these two games as. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Almost every article I've seen so far has said something about Pokemon. Right. I don't think there has been a single review that hasn't mentioned Pokemon. Right. Um, And then we have our Pokemon of the week. So uh, let's just jump right into news. I'm sure there are plenty of times to get off topic here. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a Zorark is now available in Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire as a as a download. Uh, 
It is to promote the latest Pokemon trading card game expansion called Breakthrough, which I believe came out on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, just this past week. Uh, the new TCG set is available. Uh, so you can uh, download Zoroark. He will be level 50. He will know Sludge Bomb, Dark Pulse, Sucker Punch, and Flamethrower. Fun fact that Sludge Bomb is a move that Zoroark cannot normally learn. In order, if you are if you live in the UK, you're going to need a serial code to get Zoroark, and those are available at game stores. Not like stores that sell games, but the store that is titled Game. I think Game is like, I think that's the, I could be wrong, but I think that's the UK chapter of GameStop. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. It's a terrible name, really. It it is, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you should be able to walk in and get like a little serial code on a card, and then download your Zoroark there. Uh, I this news article says that at least in the UK, it's available to until November twenty six. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the American date as well, but you're gonna need uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire to do that. It does not work with X and Y, from my knowledge, or at least the news article I have in front of me does not state that. But usually, if it works with X and Y, they they just the, those press releases state that. So nothing too exciting there. Uh, besides a, a free Zorark, uh, probably the the biggest excitement or the biggest news that we've gotten recently is that there is a new variation of Mewtwo. And that appeared in the Pokin Tournament trailer. Article states here, following the uh, revelation of footage showing off a dark variant of Mewtwo, a new trailer for Pokin Tournament has been released, which features the new variant, revealing its name to be Shadow Mewtwo. The footage is mostly taken from an in-game cutscene that was discovered recently. The footage is placed at the end of a previous release trailer and branded as a new trailer for Pokin Tournament. Shadow Mega Mewtwo X, that's a mouthful, Shadow Mega Mewtwo X is not (laughs) depicted in the trailer nor officially acknowledged. Notably, both the English and Japanese names match those used by Shadow Pokemon and from Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. So, uh, yeah, I I felt like my Twitter feed and my Facebook kind of filled up with Shadow Mewtwo mentions. I don't know if yeah, you saw I I did I felt like I got I immediately got Gale of Darkness vibes from it. Like that's definitely the it reminded me of that immediately. It reminded me of that uh that the like Lugia too. But there are people who are pointing at it and saying this is maybe like Mewtwo Z. Oh, okay. But I don't know that I necessarily buy that because it doesn't look like it doesn't seem to me to have any i don't know well i would yeah that would be a little bit of a stretch i just see this as a new form just like shaman has two forms right that's kind of more what it feels like to me rather than being like a a mewtwo z uh mega evolution but i it could be it very well could be yeah it's a it's it's a bit frustrating and i hate saying that because not only do you have a Pokemon that we've known for, you know, two decades, but he already, he, she, I don't believe Mewtwo has a gender, but we have Mega Mewtwo X, we have Mega Mewtwo Y, and now we have Shadow Mewtwo in some capacity. capacity. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just it just seems like a giant mess. Like if I if I was a new person coming into Pokemon, okay, there are seven hundred and sixty or however many there are, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But there are Mega Pokemon, there are ancient Pokemon, there's Arceus and Genesect that have thirty hundred things to plug into. It's there a lot. It's overwhelming. Forms. There are Meloetta dance form left. Meloetta dance form put a ring on it. There. <laughs> You're like, right, though. It's it is overwhelming, and even as some somebody who's been a fan consistently since Red and Blue, it's still overwhelming. Like. Looking at how how many variations of everything there there are now, like it's hard to look at all of it and say, "Oh, I can see myself." Like as a, especially as somebody who plays more as a collector than I don't know, like a competitive person, it's it's hard to look at it and be like, "I can see myself collecting various like everything because it's you know there's so much stuff to collect. I don't even know where to start for half of it. I right. guess." And, like, is your collection complete if you don't have everything that you can plug into Genesect? Right. And my problem is, like, the the little bit of, like, uh, collector's OCD. Like, I when I was when I was younger and I was collecting, I when we would do, when I would do, like, unknown collections, I would have one for every letter of the alphabet. Oh, yeah, I know. Now it's like, <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I can't even, like. And things where there are variations that people count as variations that it's just like RNG, like there's infinite variations of it. Right. It just takes something that's very much like defined by the number of things that there are that you can have and puts so much emphasis on there never being an end that it feels daunting. Yeah. Yeah. It it it, it almost feels like you said, very daunting or overwhelming. And it's hard to put like a consistency thing to it because you look at Mega Pokemon and you're kind of like, well, it's like Digimon. They they evolve for a certain situation, then they, they come back to their old form. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't really say it's a fourth evolution. Um, but it's easy enough to go, oh, it's a temporary fourth evolution. And then you look at like Primal Groudon and Primal Kyogre and you're like, well, that's exactly like Mega Evolution. Except it's not. Right. And then we're look I'm looking at Shadow Mewtwo right now and I was like, well, how does that work? Is that is that like Mega Evolution? Because I doubt that Shadow Mewtwo can go into Mega Mewtwo X, or is it Mega Mewtwo X then Shadow evolves into It's what it is, is it's the the dark timeline of Pokemon and it's uh the the time evolution which is like primal evolution but it's not it's a new thing where (laughs) it it's an evolution in the future but you're experiencing it in the past in the present right so let's just add more layers to this right yeah there's there's infinite possibilities of like i mean they could this is all speculation obviously we're getting off on a huge speculation tangent but you know, it, the, opening the door for primal evolution opens a open opens it up for a lot of things. Like, I don't know, having mega evolution and having primal evolution. Like, where does it end? I guess. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it's 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 
It's there. It's and we could be freaking out over nothing, and they could just be like, oh, it's a Z, uh, it's a Mewtwo Z Mega Evolution, that's it. Yeah, or it could it could totally be exclusive to Pokemon Tournament. Right. The same way that the, like, Dark Lugia or whatever was exclusive to Gale of Darkness. Right, yeah. Which, if it's exclusive to Pokemon Tournament, it would almost feel like a sign of relief. Right. In at least my eyes. But maybe some people think it's super, super cool and awesome. Like I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It's a cool it's a cool design. It's a cool looking Pokemon for sure. Uh but it doesn't seem to I mean it's got a little bit of that like whatever those crystals are on his shoulder or something. Kinda reminds me of Kyurem, but uh like how the the Kyurem like uh the the evolution or the not the evolutions, but the other variations were like becoming crystallized in certain portions of their mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i forgot kiram also has a different form and i can't tell from this picture but it looks like he's got uh i mean maybe it is it looks like he's got a hexagon on his belly pokemon z man that's what initially i was like well if it's z you know where's the hexagons because <laughs> that's all the <laughs> that's all pokemon z is yeah well um I don't know. At the end of the day, it's 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 still a bit exciting because it seems like the Pokemon company is putting a lot of weight behind Pokemon Tournament, right? And I don't know. Uh, I don't know how well it will do. It seems like overall, everyone's pretty excited for it, and I, I that has to be like piggybacking off the success of Super Smash Brothers and for Pokemon to always have been in Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah, and so. it's nice that it's got it's it's hot on the heels of uh, you know, Evo for the first time this year featured Smash Brothers. I think was the first time this year they had Smash Bros and Well, I thought they always been, had um they always had Melee and everyone always skipped Brawl. And then this was the first year they did the Smash 4. Oh, maybe it is. I thought this was the first time that they had like an actual ch- like Evo Championship for. Oh, for yeah. I, I, I'm not too big into the competitive scene, but yeah, you're right that Smash Four was there. But I always thought they did me. Somebody did Melee. Yeah, I know that Melee's been around for a while in the competitive scene, and it's been. But it seems like recently, like just the other day, I went to the front page of Twitch just to see what was being featured, and they had, uh, they had a a Smash tournament i don't know what it was for but it was it was right there on the front page and it was like really crazy everybody was super excited to be there and it looked like a huge event and everyone and it seems like Diddy more Kong. and more <laughs> it seems like more and more that's becoming people are becoming you know they're finding that as more of a reasonable uh like fighting game competitive fighting game yeah and so it's good that there's that success there for for Pokken and the fact that it's being developed in, you know, with uh, the the team that did, um, that does uh, Tekken, Tekken, like, which is one of the biggest, aside from Street Fighter, obviously, like, it's one of the biggest, uh, like, league fighting games. Right. Yeah. So it gives it a lot more credibility, I think. Yeah. Rather than just having Pokemon Company go, oh, we're gonna make a f- we're gonna make a fighting game. <laughs> Look, yeah, you, I'm, I'm, you, there's two bars and you punch each other. I know done. that you can play it in the United States. I believe there's a store in uh, an arcade in Florida that 
has a unit, and I've yet to hear anything bad from it. So, and and we probably already would have heard from Japanese players if it was bad, right? Um, but I, I I wouldn't say that most fighting games are bad. I would say most fighting games are a super acquired taste. Yes, like somebody I, who loves yeah. Street Fighter might not love Killer Instinct. Yeah. Well, and everybody's got their their own community that they're a part of. Like, I, it's rare that I see people who are a big part of the Smash community also be huge parts of either the Street Fighter community or the Tekken community or the Dead or Alive community. Dead or Alive. <laughs> Primal Rage. <laughs> Clay Fighters. But it takes a lot of time. Like, I know a handful of, of people who are competitive uh, like Tekken players and I know a couple people who are Street Fighter players and it takes a lot of time to like dedicate yourself to a main and get really good with it. So it makes sense that if they're participating in one game, then they wouldn't necessarily branch out to a bunch. Right. Yeah. So that also may factor into the success of Pokken. But I think- yeah, to me, I hope Pokken's just the like, let's sit on the couch and play a couple games and then move on to something different kind of game. Right. Last bit of news here is. Uh, Pokemon Shuffle Mobile, which is the iOS and um, Android versions, uh, reached 4 million downloads. Uh, Lugia, Ho-Oh, and Celebi are available in the mobile version of the game, and they will be available until November 9th, so just a couple more days hearing this. Unlike the 3DS version, which requires one heart to play those stages, the mobile version does require players to have two hearts in order to play, Hmm. which was nothing new with the mobile version. Most of the special stages do require two hearts and there is a coin increase um, for the iOS and Android version. So if you guys are still playing that, that's, that's awesome. I actually took a two week break from Pokemon shuffle. I was just getting really, really burned out and even like checking in every day was still, cause when I opened it to check in, I would be like, ah, just one game. <laughs> and so I had to just put it one. away. I had to put it away, so I will probably get back to shuffle hopefully in a week or two. I've I've had two weeks off. I've switched to Soylent instead. It's been good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was like, wait, you switched to, to what game? <laughs> the old Soylent game. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, after we, after we talked about that and after you had me try it, I've seen ads for it literally everywhere. Really? Maybe it's I just didn't bad. notice before, but I see ads for it at least once a day now. What my my first week of Soylent was very, very like like day two was probably the hardest. Yeah, because I knew what it tasted like. I was like kind of dreading it, um, but now it's to the point because I'm on I'm on two weeks of Soylent now, and I've with I think I've only missed one day out of the two weeks where I just didn't have one Soylent. And I just I just finished one before the podcast. I don't really even think about the taste when I drink it now. Like it it obviously doesn't taste the best. It's made in the lab and looks like pancake batter. But it fills you up and like you feel good after it. And I, I relate that to like eating McDonald's because that's really what Soylent was meant to do. It's not meant to replace like your steak dinner that your wife cooks you or your husband, whoever does the cooking. <laughs> Um, it's meant to replace like the, oh, I need something to eat really quick. So let's just stop at McDonald's or let's stop at Burger King. It's meant to replace those kind of meals. Right. So 
in my mind, like when I went to McDonald's, yeah, I would pay like three bucks for what I got at McDonald's. But then I would always feel like tired or kind of like groggy because it's not good food. It's yep. cheap and it fills you up. Absolutely. So when I drink a Soylent, like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't taste as good as McDonald's, but like I feel fine after it and I, I feel full. So um, it's doing its job there. So Soylent, if you don't. It's a great idea. It's a great concept. The show. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. Mode. It's like two fifty a bottle, so it's pretty cheap. The thing that got me was like uh, the how rich it was. I think maybe is what I was I was experiencing, but uh, it was like it ate the it ate up the moisture in my mouth really fast. Mm-hmm. And it's I the only thing I could attribute that to is that it's so rich that it's like it's it's definitely like a middle of the road taste like <laughs> something that i feel like you could drink and not really get sick of it too yeah. quickly i i i thought it would be a lot thicker actually i actually did too i expected it to be thicker. so when i first drank it i was like wow this is actually pretty pretty thin like it's it's not gatorade thin by any means but right uh yeah about the thickest whole milk i would say this is a good this is a good conversation <laughs> you know what would be a better conversation if we checked our watches, what or time is yo- it? Yokai watchers. Is it Yokai watch? Uh, lay it on me. You. It's actually I have my DS in front of me right now, and I'm checking the. Uh, you played the demo. The distribution, because you know when you pre preload something on the DS, it has to check the like distribution information before yeah. it's available. I'm checking it intermittently. So is it good? I like it. Is it the Pokemon killer? Surprisingly, I like it a lot. I would not say that it's it's a Pokemon killer. I would almost say that it's on its own plane. It's it reminds me a lot of a Pokemon Earthbound hybrid, and it has a lot of that. Like if you take what you think about those two uh, franchises and uh, the the atmosphere of those two franchises and put them together, it feels like that. How many? How many yokai are there? 151. I don't know. I I'm expecting a lot because at one point in the demo, there's a ghost that follows you around. His name is Whisper. He's and like it's a, He's yeah, yes. He's like your basic like white cloud shaped ghost. He's like your Pidgey. He's like your yeah. Well, he's like your Pokedex. He's like a living Pokedex that follows oh, okay. you around, and he tells you about the yokai. And in the show, I don't know if it's in the game. But is he, is he a yokai himself? He is. Okay. Uh, in the show, I've actually I've watched the show to, to like get a better idea of what I'm in for. And the show is surprisingly good. I like it. It's It's got just enough of that mature humor to, uh, to like keep it interesting and not feeling like I'm just watching a kid's show, I guess. Does, does it make you... Maybe this is too specific of a question. When you watched it, did it make you feel like they are aiming for a older audience than Pokemon aims for? Uh, it's see, it's hard to say because this is it's hard to say right now because what I was watching was a, was the Japanese version of the show because I think they just put the first episode out. It actually might have been out for a little bit now. Like they're really, really early though. But the Japanese version of the show, like there are parts of it that are pretty dark. Like one of the characters that you meet, one of the yokai that you meet in the first episode is uh, 
it's kind of it feels to me like it's their their flagship yokai like their pikachu it's a it's a red cat named uh jibanyan and he's this he's he's like he's just a cat with the he's got two tails and there's little flames on him that doesn't that doesn't seem to roll off the tongue. <laughs> Jibanyan, it's very Japanese. Uh, he so this cat. The story of this cat is in the show. Is uh, you and your you and your ghost or the character Kita? I think his name is Nate in the American version. Uh, he he and his little ghost butler uh, come to this intersection. And there he's telling the story about how this is the the haunted intersection where people try to cross the road. Are we talking about destiny or are we talking about yokai? <laughs> Both. <laughs> uh, people cross the road and Crota is in the middle. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Crota is one of the yokai. <laughs> Got it. So the 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 concept is that people are trying to cross the road and they're they're getting very close to being hit by cars because They'll just walk out in the middle of traffic and he says people don't know why and it's this, you know, curse or whatever. And then the the ghost butler tells him, whisper, he tells him it's it's haunted. You have to figure out where the ghost is. So they go and they look for this ghost and they find the cat, Jibanyan. And in the Japanese version, the the story is that the reason he's there is because he died at that intersection and uh, he's trying to fix his he's, he's hanging on to how he died so he's not leaving and the way that he died is he walked out in the middle of the street and he got hit by a car and his owner saw him and said you got taken out by a car what a loser and his ghost heard her say that so to prove that he's strong enough that he can't just be taken out by a car he's trying to fight these trucks and so he possesses the bodies of people to get him to the middle of the road, like to sneak attack these trucks. And he continuously gets hit by them. So as I'm watching this, I'm like, this is incredibly dark for a kid's show. Like, how are they going to do this for the American version? And th- for the- I watched the first episode in the in English, and it's pretty close. Like, the only thing they don't, show is the the, there's like a shot of him laying in the road uh other than that they they pretty much hit all of it which is surprising to me because that says that they're they're you know willing to go to like a little bit more of a mature audience for this it seems like at least so then you you find the cat and you throw a pokeball at him and then he's on your team so here's how yokai watch works (laughs) You have this watch, which is like a radar. It's like your Dexnav. It's like your Apple Watch. It's your Pebble like your Time. Apple watch. Where is my Yokai app for the Apple Watch? That's what I want. Somebody get on that. Somebody and let me know on Twitter when you have it developed. We'll talk. Uh, so the way that it works is you have this watch, and there are medallions that you put into the watch. Uh, the watch has two functions. The first function is that you flip up the top and it shoots this light through like a lens and it lets you see the ghost. It lets you see the yokai, which are normally invisible to the naked eye. Now, when you see the ghost, if you the instead of capturing them, you have to befriend them. There's no capturing. It's befriending. 
So when they feel like they're willing to be your friend, then they give you their their friendship medallion. And now you can summon them at any point. So you don't know you're never carrying them with you. You just you just they're on call, essentially, at any point in time <laughs> on speed dial. So in the show, when he's when he gets into like a, a scuffle, then he'll he'll do his they'll do the whole like anime splash screen of him spinning and throwing things in the air and yelling and saying his catchphrases. And he puts a medallion in the watch. All right. So like a little bit, a little bit Digimon, a little bit Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. It's a, yeah. I mean, I mean, Digimon and like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, like all kind of the, uh, easy way to grab kids, like the, the, the mechanics that those shows and those franchises put in place to get kids. It's definitely like, it's, it's clear that they are using a lot of those. Yeah, I got like a catchy song like Digimon. Oh yeah, digital absolutely. monsters. Digimon are the champ. I think that's what they say. They have a they have a song and they have. Uh, I haven't seen it on the. This is what was interesting to me today because I watched the English version today for the first time. Uh, on the Japanese version, at the end of the show, they would have codes that would go up on the screen, and it would say, "You can enter this code," and I don't know, it gets you something in the game. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, "That's genius, of course, because then kids People are going to watch the show. They're gonna they're gonna use the code for the game, and it'll keep them playing the game and watching the show, and it'll keep it in an enclosed environment, and everybody's happy doing what they're doing in Yokai Watch. Uh, and the English version that actually says in the the YouTube uh, like about section of the video." That stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some free something or other. Like, got some free ghost cats for you, kids. Free go, get your free ghost cats. They're not afraid to get hit by cars. (laughs) It's definitely weird. Like, it's very, very Japanese. Like the the creatures are are all based in Japanese lore, and. Some of them are more Japanese than others, so it will be interesting, I think, to see how they translate. Is this, like, set up for, like, sequels? There are already, like, four games in Japan. Okay. And it's a huge franchise there, apparently. So are there more... So for the the first game has, like, 151 yokai, and then the second game adds <laughs> 100 more? I don't... I I know that... The first two games are standalone games, and then there's a third game where it's two versions. That's, I think, at that point, it's the first time that they, they enter, like, two-version mode. Oh, Yo- Yokai Red and Yokai Blue. It actually is. It's Red Cat version and Blue Dog version. Blue Dog. <laughs> I expect the cat version to sell Oh yeah, better. If I know anything about Japan, they like cats for pets, and they like to eat dogs. Yeah. I- Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think it's true either. <laughs> uh, well, cool. You you really you really sold me on it. I feel like I need to download it now. It's. I mean, there is a demo for it, and the demo is pretty like. It's got a a decent amount of playtime in it to get an idea of how it is. If I put the big complaint put, right now is the battle system, which is it's different. If I put time into the demo. Do I have to? Do I get rewarded in the main game? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. It's kind of a turnoff. I don't know if you do, Sometimes but I don't like to repeat the beginning of a game. 
Well, it's not really the beginning. Like I can tell from playing the demo that it's somewhere like I think it's it might be its own segment just to show it off, like its own showcase segment. Oh, okay. Because you, they give you, you already have like six yokai. And you have six at any given time. This is where the battle system is weird because you have six and it's on a wheel. And you spin the wheel so you only have three active at any time. So if one of them gets haunted, which is like they're disabled, they can't do anything, you have to spin them to the back and then purify them. And then you can they're, they're available to battle again. Um, and there's really only like four things you can do. On the screen, everything is pretty... It's like an active battle system where everything is always attacking. Uh, but you can do things uh, amidst that battle to to either like keep it going or ensure that you're going to win. Um, so there's... there's I think it's called Sultimate, which is like their, their old, like ultra attacks or their super attacks or whatever. I see. And so they do their super attack and you have to do something on the touch screen, like draw some symbols or tap some bubbles. And then it does its attack and it hits for how much ever damage. And really, that's the battling. That's that's all the other damage is pretty like, you know, petty damage. Um, But what I'm thinking is and what I would like to see, at least, is that for battles where you're just trying to grind, it's kind of set to just auto battle and if you're high enough level and they deal enough damage and you're in areas where uh you're grinding against grinding against something that's maybe lower level than you then it's just like auto battle and you okay. don't really have to do much which would kind of be nice because it takes a little bit of the like i don't know grind out right well bravely default had a really good battle uh, auto battle system it's very similar to that i think uh in in how they're consistently attacking i guess okay and how you kind of like do things um, while they're doing while the your characters are doing their right. thing. Uh, last question before we move on uh, here. Uh, is there a multiplayer aspect to this? Can my uh, red cat attack your blue dog? Can we link up? Do we have to buy a link cable? I can only assume so. I don't know yet. Okay. I There's nothing in the demo that as far as multiplayer goes. But I have to imagine that if people are comparing this to Pokemon... Uh, that uh, there's got to be. I, how else would it? You know, I wanna, I wanna get the, I wanna get the jump on a Smogon website dedicated. To <laughs> which blue cat is better than red dogs or yellow well, Pikachu's? Clearly, I mean, yellow red mouse cat is best cat. So that sounds all right. All right. <laughs> well, cool. I'm gonna probably check out the demo then. The last thing I'll say on it is is that while people are saying, you know, oh, it's the I mean, we we talked before almost every review points to Pokemon. Every review that I've seen for Yokai Watch references Pokemon at some point and compares it to it. And it's hard not to, I guess, but it's I don't think it's going to be I mean, at least right now, it's not anywhere near what Pokemon is or Pokemon has become like there's. You know, a lot of what people do to keep the the Pokemon excitement going is, you know, post-game stuff like shiny hunting or, uh, you know, uh, like a lot of the, the battle stuff that they do or, um, you know, breeding and all that stuff. And 
at least as far as I can see, as far as I've seen, there's none of that. So it doesn't leave a whole lot for, and maybe that comes in the future with some of the, the later installments. But right now it doesn't feel like there's enough to warrant the amount of uh, post game play that there is for Pokemon. Okay. I guess. Cool. Good to know. All right. Well, let's wrap this show up here with some Pokemon of the week. Uh, this week's Pokemon of the week is Gumi. Gumi. I don't know if we've done or not done Gumi, but the reason I bring Gumi up is because uh, Gumi has a whole selection of stuff at PokemonCenter.com. If you didn't know, you can I get Gumi know. socks, a Gumi mug. They got three different Gumi t-shirts. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Socks? Socks. I heard socks. That's socks. That's that is the most important part of this conversation. So let me go take a look at these socks. Uh, as Micah's looking up the socks, uh, there's also Gumi keychains, a Gumi notebook, and two different Gumi plushes. You have your standard six and a half inch, twelve ninety nine plush. And if you're a hardcore Gumi fan, as most of us are, uh, you can get a trainer size plush of sixteen and a half inches for forty two ninety nine. And there, yeah, there are some Gumi socks. These are amazing. They're pretty cool. Uh, Gumi is a Gumi is one of those Pokemon in uh, Gen Six when I, when I first saw, I was like, "That that's my guy." That's, that's the, right. That's the one I need. That's uh, the one. But for those of you unfamiliar with Gumi, I I don't like to normally do Gen Six Pokemon because there's usually not a lot about them. So uh, my apologies if this is a little watered down. Uh, Gumi looks like a light purple bag slug-like pile of goo. The top half of its body is a lighter purple than its bottom half. And the two halves are separated by a squiggly dark purple outline decorated by five green dots. It has beady eyes and it has two rows of two horn-like structures on the top of its head. Gumi is widely considered the weakest dragon-type Pokemon. It hides in a damp and shady places, such as swamps, to prevent its slimy body from drying out. As seen in the anime, its diet consists of leaves. Um, obviously debuted in Gen 6, it uh, is a dragon Pokemon, which I was unaware unaware of until I captured one at first. I did the whole thing in Gen 6 of trying not to spoil any Pokemon for myself. That's uh, right. The only, tri- do it. <laughs> the only trivia here is Gumi is the lightest dragon-type Pokemon of all the Pokemon. Oh. And uh, You're right. That's the only line of trivia. <laughs> and Gumi is supposed to greatly resemble a prehistoric Wixawaka? Wixia? Wawaxia? Wawaxia? What in the world? It's an old... Soft-bodied am- animal, animal. Yeah, it's like a old. F- it kind of does adult. look like a Gumi. It does, but more spikes. This thing looks horrifying. <laughs> um, and a shiny Gumi is yellow and orangeish, fossil, orangeish instead of uh, two tones of purple. It's a little. Yeah, it's like uh, Audino color palette. Ooh, that's a good one. A little Audino, a little Sandshrew. That's right. We could probably do like a move set for Gudra, although I don't have one up. I do know a lot of people run Assault Vest on Gudra. We have no battling experts here. No. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, Gudra has a base stat of 600. It's one of those pseudo-legendary Pokemon, like most dragon Pokemon. HP 90, attack 100, uh, defense 70, special attack 110, special defense 150, and speed 80. It's weak to ice, dragon, and fairy. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have a move set for you. I do know a lot of people from what I've seen uh, run assault vest, and they usually run uh, run it as I've I've seen both uh, special sweepers and mixed sweepers, but uh, you would know you listeners would know more than I would on uh, on the Gudra side of things i also seen it is adorable and that's what's most important that is true and their socks based off it i've also seen people run a life orb on it as well uh i think that's it that kind of wraps up our show for you all true sorry we don't have enough about gumi but uh if you do care about gumi get some gumi socks there you go i'm gonna order mine as soon as we're done here Twelve <laughs> fifty. you can't go wrong no, nah, good. good uh, you know, some people think that's expensive for socks. Price. But really? I pay about that much every month for a pair of socks. Yeah, you can't put a price on having the coolest socks in the room and the comfiest. Com- comfort is key with socks, right? Unless the socks fall How apart pretty easy. How comfy these are remain to be seen. Then I would not recommend them, but I cannot vouch for the durability of the socks. They look, they look nice. Mikey, you got anything else? Uh, I was going to say, um, I was going to talk about, uh, some of you may know and some of you not may not, uh, another Twitch streamer who streams Pokemon. Her name is Carly on the Moon. She's currently on the front page of Twitch. They do What they do is people who are partnered, they'll do a spotlight occasionally where that person will be on the front page uh, for, I think it's two weeks. And she's been on last week, and now this is the the last week that she's on. But she's been doing uh, all like shiny hunting and Pokemon stuff during the day uh, on the front page, which I thought was kind of cool because not only because I know Carly and she's an awesome streamer, and you know she's she's a great person, but uh, just because rarely do I see people doing things like shiny hunting, or rarely do I see Pokemon in general on the front page of Twitch. So it's kind of cool that she's bringing that to uh to more of like the forefront um for what's available there because there are a lot of pokemon streamers on twitch uh and i think that community is largely pretty quiet aside from the people that know that it's there so i thought it was kind of cool i have a complaint about carly yeah i watched her catch a pikachu yes and she used a quick ball and not a premiere ball Hey man, balls are are uh, balls are important, Mike. Balls, are, <laughs> it's your prerogative. What balls you use? I mean, you, it's it's your call. I will say Pikachu looks pretty good in a quick ball because it's blue and yellow, and because it's got like you know the lightning Little strike lightning. thingies on it. I get it. it, but there's no argument that the premier ball is the premier ball of balls. <laughs> Just load up your inventory with Premier Balls, kids, because that's the only way. That's why I can't recommend Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire to any of our listeners. There's no place to buy Premier Balls as there is in X and Y. You just have to buy 10 of 
something and then throw all of those away. Yeah. And just keep doing it. Just farm money. <laughs> when you run out of shiny Pokemon to catch, start farming coins, Poke Dollars, and uh, throw a bunch of balls away and collect Premier Balls. This is the ball of balls. That's the new that's the new metagame. <laughs> uh, Michael, where can, where, where can our listeners find you? Uh, most commonly on twitch.tv slash Mike of the Brave. M-I-C-A-H, the Brave, and the same for Twitter. That's pretty much where I spend most of my time. Awesome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It is at Dragging a Lake. If you like the sound of my voice, if you like the way I host po- pod- podcast, podcast <laughs> if you like me not being able to speak English properly, <laughs> I would recommend you check out my other podcast. It's called the Tuesday Night Podcast. Night spelled with a K. Uh, it is a podcast about board games. I talk about uh, what I play weekly, which is usually nothing. And we usually talk about certain types of games that might not might interest you, might not. Our last episode, we talked about $10 games. So if it's a hobby you're kind of interested in, uh, probably a great podcast to start. It's uh, the seventh episode. Uh, we just talk about $10 games, something really cheap, very easy to teach, very easy to play, works in great uh different amount of groups whether that's you know two people up to 10 people so probably a great episode to start off with uh so yeah uh that's available at itunes and available on soundcloud as well um otherwise this podcast is available in itunes and soundcloud and stitcher and if you can take a second to review us in itunes it would be greatly appreciated we are almost at 500 reviews i think we only need 22 more reviews to go to hit 500 and that's kind of been my goal for uh, the year 2015 is to get to 500 reviews. Um, so if you haven't done so, that would be greatly appreciated. Otherwise, uh, thank you, Micah, for being on. Hey, no problem. And uh, thank you th- for having me. Oh, it's, it's you can a catch both of us on the upcoming Yokai Watch podcast, Yokai <laughs> Watchers, with uh, Will. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we already have the opening segment. You know, watch, watch your. Watch your watch, because it's uh, time for the yokai watchers. The old yokai watch, yes. Uh, but, but this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are. It's super effective. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>